0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Here's the Point with Caden Kelly, a podcast where I read books with the intent to improve my health, my wealth, my wisdom, and my peace. This podcast keeps me accountable. And it also helps me share the information I'm learning with you so you can improve those areas of your life as well. This podcast is supplementary to my main podcast, Book Club with Caden Kelly, where uh, those those episodes are about... 60 to 90 minutes long. These episodes are about 15 minutes long. Uh, trying to reach a bunch of different different audiences. I also want to uh, you know do do the best I can to condense the information here. If you like this information, go check out the longer episode. You can find it on my blog, KadenKelly'sBlog.WordPress.Com. You can also find uh, just by searching on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and YouTube this episode title. Um yeah, hey, we're here to we're here to help us make be better people and uh today's book was on was on more of a spiritual note called the book was called A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, Awakening to Your Life's Purpose. He's also the author of The Power of Now, if you remember that one. He's a you know very insightful wise person. And uh this this is this came after The Power of Now as he he references it a few times in this book but uh um I don't I I'm going to try to stay away from those talking points and try to stick to what he's trying to paint the picture he's trying to paint in this book but they're pretty intertangled, intertwined so if you like this book you should go listen to or go read uh the other one the power of now which is like I think it's like an all-time best one of the, an all-time best um Eckhart Tolle I'll read his little bio on the book really quick. Illuminating, enlightening, and uplifting, a new earth is a profoundly spiritual manifesto for a better way of life and for building a better world. Eckhart Tolle is a contemporary spiritual teacher who travels extensively, taking his message throughout the world. So, he's got an interesting history too. I think he, I talked about it in the other podcast. I think he used to be uh, like highly educated and and worked and I don't know if he had a family or not but then had a like a spiritual awakening and left it all behind. And Now he, tra- now he travels the world and teaches this message. So if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I read the book and then um I sh- I take notes on it and I write about them in in my phone. So I'm going to read from the notes in my phone on this book. Uh so let's jump right into it, all right? I want to share the most important information here. I got I took a lot of notes. I I sh- the the main the book club episode was kind of long, so I have a lot to say. I'm going to try to be really, really concise here. Uh, chapter one is called "The Flowering of the Human Condition." Uh, we shares the purpose of the of the book. Obviously, that's really important to uh, to illustrate. The main purpose of this book is awakening, a shift of consciousness. The ideas and concepts are secondary. Quote, this book will change your state of consciousness or it will be meaningless. So, uh, yeah, this book is about awakening. We're going to talk a lot about awakening and ego. That's that's pretty much the whole, all the content. Essential to awakening is the recognition of the unawakened you. The ego as it thinks, speaks, and acts, and the mental processes that perpetuate the unawakened state. So, uh, he talks about ego in the world. He talks about ego in you, and the whole point of this book is to separate the ego in you, and then that will help. That will help bring about separating the ego in the world too, so that we live in a better world. Because we live in a world that's crazy with a bunch of crazy people and powerful people who are, are egocentric and make big decisions that influence a bunch of people. And usually, uh, uh, you know, can you can argue the intent behind a lot of these big influential people like politicians and government leaders and celebrities and shit, the decisions they make. Uh, but the point is all you can do really is control you. All you can do is control your response to the world, to the crazy shit that happens in the world. You can All you can do is observe how you think and how you uh, – all you can do is observe how you think and feel about events that occur in the world. You can't control the good things that happen. You can't control the bad things. But you are absolutely responsible for – for well yeah you you're you're responsible for res- how you respond and how you respond determines your happiness. it determines it determines the peace that you feel inside. you can either respond positively or you can respond negatively. Uh, okay so that's chapter one that's the purpose of this book chapter two ego the current state of humanity uh, you aren't really attached to things you are attached to the idea of things. So how do you abandon your attachment to things? You can't, he says. Quote, attachment to things drop themselves when you no longer seek to find yourself in them. In the meantime, just be aware of your attachment to things. Attachment's an interesting concept because attachment relates to just about everything that we do in our life. We're attached to our job title. We're attached to our relationship status. We're attached to our video game status. We're attached to how well we are at pickleball. We're attached to our golf handicap score. Uh, We're attached to so many things not because of what the thing is but because of how it makes us look amongst our peers and how we look amongst our peers is a natural it's how we look amongst our peers uh let's see we're because we're biological creatures we're designed to have high status amongst our tribe we uh being the being strong and being healthy and being successful Helps us find mates. It helps us. Uh, it helps us stay engaged in our tribe. You know, uh, at least it did for our ancestors. But that is still hardwired in our brains. In our brains, so we're we still want to have high status, but we don't need high. But high status doesn't bring happiness, and it doesn't bring peace. What it does is bring security. So what's really important here is to separate our idea of success and high achievement with peace because having the thing having a million dollars and having a uh, the nicest car and having the hottest wife or the hottest husband it doesn't that's not the thing that brings us happiness but we're attached to those things because of how they make us look amongst our peers we have to be aware of what we're going after because of, because well we can, we we you might fall prey to falling you might fall prey to chasing something with the wrong idea, and it'll bring the a wrong. The, it'll bring a bad result. It'll bring the. It'll bring a different result than you anticipated. So, uh, yeah, drop drop your attachment to things. Chapter three is the core of ego. Be aware of the thoughts that keep grievances alive. Quote: Forgiveness happens naturally when you see that it has no purpose other than to strengthen a false sense of self. Close quote grievance is the baggage of old thoughts and emotions keeping you in the past quote whatever you fight you strengthen and whatever you resist persists close quote um, yes baggage baggage is like baggage is what we hold on to in the past but it also can be what we are anticipating in the future and usually the things that we hold on to in the past lead to us kind of depression and the things that we and are worried about in the future lead to a kind of anxiety they're related and hit the solution that he propagates in this book is to live in the present moment you can't change the past and you can't influence all the outcomes of everything you can do all you can do is focus on the present moment and do your absolute best you uh, uh bring bring your a game to whatever is in front of you and don't worry about the outcome don't focus on the end result focus on the doing the best job that you can do in this present moment and then and then disregard the results dis- disregard the rest you can't always control what happens no matter how well or how uh, you know but this work this is the same idea for the everything in the past too you've already done the things that have happened in the past now use those things as lessons to make better decisions for the future live in the present moment this is how you experience peace not by living in the past not by focusing on the future Chapter Four: Ego can exist in groups like political parties, sports teams, and religious groups. Quote, Just as egoic collective pulls you into unconscious suffering, unconsciousness and suffering, the enlightened collective can be a vortex for consciousness that will accelerate the planetary shift. Yes, uh, it start, but it really starts with your own um, awareness and your own ego removal first ego disposal you have to be you have to first focus on your own awareness to help other people be aware to be awake but yes uh ego doesn't just exist in individuals it exists in groups and ego in groups can lead to some pretty horrible things just like it does in political parties or in corporations or in religions uh if the group as a whole is focused on their own ego centered their own ego centered um, what would the word be like? Plans, their own ego, ego. If if those groups are focused on their own egos, they're going to disregard the well being of other people for their own success. And that's not what the world needs to live in. That's not what we need to live in a good world. To live in a to live in a peaceful place, a, a, a prosperous world. Right? That's not how you experience peace. Chapter five: uh, Memories are a powerful tool to learn from the past they become an issue when quote memories that is to say thoughts about the past take over completely that they turn into a burden they turn problematic and become part of your sense of self already kind of talked about the past uh the pain body this is but okay so this is what he's talking about dwelling in the past usually results in what he calls the pain body and the pain body is the quote energy field of old but still very much alive emotions that lives in almost every human being it is an addiction to unhappiness. So, the uh, everyone has a pain body. Uh, everyone that's experienced any kind of hardship has, um. Well, has experienced pain. The problem is when we experience pain, we, uh, um, we tend to bottle it up. We can bottle it up when hardship comes, or we feel when we feel like an injustice has been done, or when we feel like injustice. I think that's the word. When when we feel like this, when there's injustice in the world or uh, you've been wronged, or your family's been wronged, or you've been harmed. It's easy to feel those emotions, but then to bottle bottle them up and then work to harm the other person either by doing something intentional or by re- neglecting something that they need, right? So uh, this is the pain body. This is, this is living in the past, and it's living in your pain and suffering. And what the solution to this is to release that energy it's to exp- it's to f- bring it in and to feel it and experience it, but not to dwell on it to to bring it in to notice it to be aware of it that's this is your consciousness being aware of pain and suffering, but then allowing that energy to flow out this is how this is how you release your pain body this is how you make better decisions in life this is how you overcome hardship uh, chapter six reacting to someone else's negative emotions their ego-driven narratives adds fuel to the fire. Yes, reacting is uh, reacting is an ego-driven behavior. Chapter seven, finding who you truly are. If peace was what you really wanted, you would choose peace. You would be alert and not be reactive to any event, positive or negative. Quote, how you respond to people in situations is the best indicator of how well you know yourself. Close quote. Yeah, so... Um, you are not your ego. So when you become aware of, yeah, yeah, you're not your ego. So to be in alignment with what is means to be in a relationship of non-resistance with what happens. Being in the present moment means allowing what happens in the world to you know, or be aware of what happens in the world and not, not allowing it. Okay. A better way to say it is to be non-resistant to be non-resistant to the experience to the things in the world. So when an inju- an injustice has been done or a uh, a decision has been made that you disagree with or even on the other side where a decision has been made that you do agree with then um our ego wants to identify with that narrative and uh but our ego is what leads to some pretty bad decisions and what makes us feel bad. It's selfish and it's it's selfishly driven and leads to negativity in the world. So um Living in the moment is separating separating your ego from experiences in the world and being non resistant to the experiences that happen. I'm not explaining this very well, but uh, um, peace. If peace was what you really wanted, you would choose peace. Yes. So, so whatever happens in your life, positive or negative, you're not identifying with that thing. You're allowing the experience to happen, and you are, uh, yeah, you're allowing the you're allowing the thing to happen. You're observing it from your consciousness, not from your, not from, not within your body. You're you're thinking of, thinking of it. You're experiencing it on a different level, which allows you to have peace, whether it's whether it's a good experience or a, a, a painful experience. You can still have peace. Chapter eight: The discovery of inner space. Avoid things that weaken attention. Yeah, he, this book was written in two thousand six, so he mentions commercials that have quickly changing pictures. But now we have things like TikTok and Instagram and all social media and, and Netflix and porn on the, on the Internet and our cell phones. We have a bunch of things that are sucking our attention, but they're also making it harder for us to enjoy the little things. So the, uh, the solution isn't really to just stop engaging in all things that give pleasure because that's, that's, not, that's, not that's not even what he's saying here. And that's not what other philosophy teaches that I agree with. The point is to be aware of the things that you're engaging in because the truth is TikTok, and Instagram and porn and social, all social media and music videos, like everything on YouTube is, is, is designed to suck our attention. It's designed to keep us captivated for as long as possible. It's, it exploits our human tendencies, uh, our, our biochemistry for the things that experience pleasure. And they're doing it a lot of people do it for their own benefit. Like like multi social media companies are doing it to make money, to get advertisements out to make money. But the the lesson here is to be aware of the things that you're engaging in and also to exercise control, so exercise self-control over these things. Have have a uh, have discipline, use moderation and you 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 can still enjoy these things but don't be consumed by them and don't identify with them learn how to be comfortable in stillness learn how to be comfortable in uh in like but when you're by yourself learn how to be comfortable when with just your thoughts how to enjoy uh the simple things in life like walking in a park and having a conversation with a friend or a neighbor those having uh there's a quote that he says from most the True happiness is found in simple, seemingly insignificant things. That's where true happiness is found. Not in, not in mind-numbing and, and constant engagement in high-stimulating drugs and entertainment. Uh, I got to wrap this up. Chapter 9, your inner purpose. Your inner purpose is to awaken. Your outer purpose changes and is always relative, unstable and impermanent whatever is on your plate right now it is whatever is on your plate right now not what you want to accomplish before you retire for example so um what uh, what you what when you negate time you negate ego focus on what is in front of you in the present moment this is your inner purpose or your inner purpose is to awaken your outer purpose is to focus on what is in the in on your plate in the present moment and those two will work together and then chapter ten, the, there are, he mentions three modalities of awakened doing, three conscious, three ways consciousness can flow through you and into the world and everyone you encounter. They are acceptance, enjoyment, and enthusiasm. So er, as you go about your life, observe the things that are happening in the world, whether they're positive or negative, allow your uh, allow them to flow through you. Feel the things that feel the emotions that they generate in you. Observe the thoughts that you observe the thoughts that you have about the events in the world, and then, uh, and then from a higher level of thinking, as you observe how your body feels and what your mind is thinking, make the best decisions possible. Response the respond the best way you can. So when a bad thing happens in the world, observe how it makes you feel and what it makes you think, and and then consider is my is my response to this. Going to improve anybody's life? Or is it going to make me a better person? Or is it going to make anyone else a better person? And then, uh, if it's not, figure out ways that you can respond that will that align with your values and make the world a better place. And then enjoy them and be enthusiastic about them about your decision about how you're responding to horrible situations or, or even and even to good situations. You you need to be accept them, enjoy uh, enjoy the good response, and be enthusiastic about the good response. That's how you find meaning. Uh, in life, that's how you—that's how you share your awake, your awareness, your awakened state with other people, and help other people be awakened as well. Lots of content. I went way too long on this book, but this, this was an awesome book, "A New Earth: Awakening to Your Life's Purpose" by Eckhart Tolle. If you enjoy this conversation, go find the longer uh, episode book club with Caden Kelly on my blog, CadenKelly'sBlog.WordPress.com. You can search it in Spotify and Apple Podcasts and YouTube as well. You can find my – on my blog, I share a weekly letter just on my thoughts to try to improve myself, try to be a better person. I, sh- I post TikToks once a day, uh, Instagram reels, the whole shindig, little clips from my podcast. We're all here. We're here trying to make the world a better place, baby. So if you want to – if you go to the – The blog, you can find links to the YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook where I stream the other podcasts live on Mondays. You can join there, join the conversation, and share your thoughts. Otherwise, we'll see you again for the next one. I'll keep it shorter. I'll get it down to uh, 15 minutes. I went too long, but that's okay. Sometimes it is what it is, baby. Have a good week.